Welcome back to another episode of To Be Authentic, the only podcast that teaches you how to build a bridge to the life you want from the life you have using human design, the gene keys, and the work. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I am with a very, very, very special guest. She is a... Her name is Sloan Reale, and she is a 3-5 ego-projected projector, the rarest of all authority types and energies. Less than half percent of the world are ego-projected projectors. She also has a completely open throat and open sacral, meaning there are no activations whatsoever. And of all things, she is a voice coach and a confidence coach going on 20 plus years. She works with aspiring vocalists, established performers, and public speakers. She has a podcast, Find Your Voice and Rock Your Confidence. And you can find her on social media at Instagram and Facebook through Vocal Coaching by Sloan. But one of the reasons she is incredibly special to me is she is my sister. And I've known her for 57 years. Oh my goodness. I am getting teary-eyed just coming in on this interview. And even this morning, I was getting teary-eyed as I was working on shadow energy, moving out of that, how to speak to other people with my energy type from that place. I, this is all still so new to me. I'm learning as we go, but what a treat to be here with you, sister Stacy. I wanted to start this conversation with you for our projector friends. So mm-hmm. projectors make up about 20% of the population. And what I found is a lot of projectors, when they learn that they're projectors, really have a hard time receiving that information because they find that they've been operating in their lives as generators because it is a generator world. So it's a real shock to the system to say, what? Like, you mean the way that I'm operating is not the way I'm supposed to operate? And when we learned that your design was an ego-projected projector, all I could think of is what an oxymoron. To have this will, this incredibly strong will, working 24-7 as your authority, wanting you to go in and do stuff, right? You have no activations on your throat. You also have no activations on your sacral and an undefined root, which is the stress and pressure center, again, to create, right? The acorn that needs to grow into the oak tree. And you, it's undefined, but you have six out of the nine gates that have been activated. They're dormant, waiting for a transit or someone else in your life to activate them. So when I look at your chart, I'm just blown away at how hard it would be to grow up as a projector, someone who's supposed to really allow and do the things that that they're drawn to and they desire, but really wait until you've been recognized to share what you know, what you've learned, who you are. And so I'm going to pause there and open it to you to just talk and tell us first what it was like for you to meet your design or take it wherever you want. Well, there's, there's a couple of things that you just touched on, you know, and again, for the listeners out there, um, man, my heart right now is something's going on in my heart. So my, my strategy I'm learning how I make decisions and the place that I come from, how I'm supposed to be making decisions from my heart, whether my heart is feeling open and expanding, open and expanding is, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Constricting and shutting down is an indication to me that maybe this isn't the right time for this. Maybe this is not 
go. Maybe this is, I need to push a pin in this until a later date. But right now, uh, I've got all kinds of energy moving around in my heart. So uh, first of all, thank you so much to Stacy. Stacy is the reason that I even jumped into any of this human design work. As a vocal coach, I've always been working with energy centers, the seven chakras, the elemental frequencies, and the tonal quality of the voice for over 20 years now. Growing up uh, was a trip. There's a lot of history there. We don't have time to go in and cover. But essentially, uh, uh, one year ago, I was preparing to go see our mother, who I had not seen physically been in the same space or room with her in probably about five years. And I was getting a little nervous. And I wasn't sure how to approach it. And Stacy was like, hey, I'm doing this human design stuff. I'm getting certified and learning. You want to check it out? I was like, sure. I didn't understand any of it at all. Anyway, fast forward from uh, July to October when I headed up to go see our mom, uh, I literally, she was like my coach in the pocket. And I think that we spent more time on the phone. Like she was troubleshooting for me. It's like, you know, this is going on. I'm feeling this in my body. I'm starting to get anxious. What should I do? What do you suggest based on my energy type and how I'm wired versus how our mom, who is a manifesting generator? Nope. She's a jet pure generator, but she has defined will, defined sacral and defined spleen. But the thing is, is you two have these defined wills <laughs> and, and growing up, I was the one with the open ego slash will and just would sit back and watch as you guys would butt heads all the time. I wasn't designed that way, but you and mom definitely had these qualities that had you on the surface be in conflict. There's so much deeper stuff there, but I want you to finish telling the story because it was so beautiful what happened when you were up there for a week? Yeah. And there was a lot going on. I had gone up there. It was her birthday. We had a nephew we hadn't seen since he was a little boy. He was getting married. I was just, there was all of this family stuff that you know, I was opening up a really scary door. Uh, we've all been pretty estranged for a, a little while. And you literally coached me day by day in some instances, moment by moment. And I, I think it was my willingness to really want to make this work. Like my whole goal in going up there was I did not want that visit to end like every other visit, but the last 50 something years of my life ended, which was in tears and chaos and hurt and feeling misunderstood and anger. I mean, all these horrible emotional things. And I was so set. I was so committed to whatever it was going to take for that not to end up that way. And Stacy was so huge in guiding me and helping me understand. And I had, I had to have a really open mind because this was all new information to me. And it was truly, it, it was, it was a miracle. It was a complete miracle. And there were, you know, I was there for about a week. And in those seven days, there were probably two or three instances that I could feel were starting to heat up. And I could feel those old sensations in my body. It's like, oh, shit. Sorry. I'm like, here it comes. What am I going to do? And instead of me operating out of will and getting defensive, and I'm going to show her, instead, I picked up the phone and I called Stacy. And she had all her charts and all her information. Well, based on this, this and this you know, why don't you try this? Like, okay. And then I would go try that. I was like, oh my God, it worked. And then, you know, so it was just like a, a week of that going on and it ended up being the most beautiful time. I mean, I'm going to be 60 here in December. And my mom, our mom was very young. She was 17 when she had, and this had to be the absolute most beautiful, most calm now, there were other things I had done, too. I didn't stay with her. I stayed at a different place. We weren't together 24-7. I was able to establish boundaries. And we set very specific times. We'd get together for a meal. Or we'd go for a walk. But it, it, it was really, it was amazing. I'm, I'm still a little bit in disbelief. Like, I'm, I'm still, there's still a piece of me that's waiting for the shoe to drop. There's still a piece of me that's like, you know, I mean, this is a whole new ballgame. This is entirely different. This is so new. And it's not just 
the relationship with my mom, it's my relationship with Stacy, with our younger brother, my own husband of 30 something years, my children. I've got kids from 19 to 27 years old. And my relationship with all of these people has never been this positive and peaceful and calm. So truly, if you are new to human design, the gene keys, the work, it can be a little intimidating at first. It can feel uh, definitely overwhelming. I still, in my morning time, I have to sort out. It's like, okay, what am I working on right now? Am I going to contemplate GPs? Am I going to work on my shadow? Am I going to work on my copy for my own clients based on their energy type? What am I doing right now? So it's a lot. And I'm trying to just create like little systems. And I use a timer on my phone a lot to establish starting end times. But I wanted to come back to growing up as an ego projected projector. So as a vocal coach, voice and confidence expert, when I'm working with clients, if you're familiar with the chakras and the energy centers, I'm working with the entire body, but it starts with connecting the one, the root, to the three, in my vocabulary, your uh, solar plexus, through the heart, into the throat, your number five. And it is so ironic to me that these are all of these areas in my body that are undefined. Is that correct, Stace? Or open? Um, yeah. The sacral and throat are open. And for yeah. those new to human design, open is a very specific meaning. It means there are no activations on that center at all. And undefined means that it is not colored in the center, but there are activations of a gate that are considered dormant and they'll light up through a transit or through someone else entering your aura who has the other harmonic gate, right? So yeah, so you have two undefined in that your root and your solar plexus are undefined and your throat and your sacral are open. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm still really new to all of this and I'm, I am personally actually not using human design and the gene keys yet in my own vocal coaching practice. I'm primarily doing this work for myself to understand myself, to be a better human being, to elevate my own ability to coach my own clients, but I am seeing the value. And when I have shared little tips for clients who are curious and we set them up with their free gene key profile and they start looking at their purpose and what they're here for. And they're all blown away when they do take a look. It's like, this is really wild because it's so accurate. But I, I find it so ironic that I've been doing this for so long, but not using my authority, not understanding myself as a projector, which is why I've been so tired. And you know, my adrenal glands were gone by the age of 30. Like, like completely shot just from going, going, going. And to bring that back to growing up from my birth, literally fighting to prove my worth. I had my first asthma attack at six months old. So literally fighting just to survive on the planet, fighting to breathe. I was hospitalized the first, you know, 12 years. You know, I'd get colds that would turn into bronchitis that would put me in the hospital, you know, oxygen tanks and hospital stays because cold would go, bronchitis would go to pneumonia. But so much work, so much and all unconscious from the playground needing to be, I was like the little mommy out there when someone got hurt. I was the one running to the rescue. I'm going to go help Susan who fell off the swing and her nose and knees are all bloodied now, you know, and Somebody else is wanting to do that job, but I'm going to take that job because I'm going to be the helper, right? To getting dodgeballs in my face because I couldn't mind my own business. Even in my work before I became a vocal coach, getting called into the human resources department because someone in our department felt like I overstepped a boundary when I was just trying to be helpful. And this is where, when I look back historically, Part of that could have been that will center, you know, I'm going to make this ride. I'm going to, you know, all unconscious. I'm going to jump and be the first, whatever all that was. But most of the time when I've gotten myself into trouble, and even today, there's two things that I'm learning right now. One is coming from a place to be helpful 
when it hasn't been asked for. That's one of my greatest lessons right now is offering my advice, offering my suggestion based on my years on the planet or my expertise. You know, I know that I know. I know I can help this person. Personal, professional, in my relationships, in my friendships, I know I can help this person. That has gotten me in so much trouble. Well, it's kind of like it bounced back at me. Like I offer this out and then I met with resistance and they're saying, you know, no, stop, get back. I remember, okay, true conversation. My manager at a retail shop here, I could not believe I'd been called into the human resources department for being helpful to another employee. And I remember the manager saying to me, it was the first time I'd heard this and it wasn't the last time, looked right at me and said, Sloan, not everybody is going to like you. And I was mortified. I couldn't believe what's there not to like. I am so much fun. I am so cute and I'm so fun and bubbly and I'm just a party in a box. It's like, wish you thought everybody was going to like me. It, that was really hard for me to, to get that. And I still didn't get it. Fast forward, all you projectors that are listening, sisters, brothers, whoever's listening to this, the, one of the greatest, most valuable, coolest thing. Like I said, I'm going to be 60 in a few months here. Coolest is how to wait for the invitation. And that has been a game changer for me. And a, a perfect uh, example, I have a new hairdresser gal, love her here where I live. And she's also a musician. And we're in networking things and we're at lunch and and I'm, you know, offering my free gift. I'm like, you know, come spend a session with me. And I'm just getting this. I'm feeling this. She's not saying it, but her body language is like, yeah, no, you know, thank you. I'll go check it out. But there is nothing in her saying, oh, yeah, I want to work with you. That is not happening. Well, I'm remembering this work as a projector, waiting for the invitation. And I'm realizing, wait a minute, she hasn't been asking me for my expertise. She hasn't been asking me for my help. I just need to shut up and just wait. So I'm in her chair last week and she, we're doing our thing. And I don't bring up singing or vocal coaching or music or her band. I don't say anything about any of it. We're talking about everything else except. And then halfway through while she's working on me, she starts asking me questions about music and sound and how to prepare for gigs. And she's trying to share with me how she gets all hung up in her head and her microphone wasn't working and should she be using her lyrics and all this great conversation. But I'm still not offering, I'm answering her questions, which by the end of it, she is saying to me, when I have a couple extra bucks on my walk, I'm going to set a session and I do want to come and work with you. I just, I don't have the time or the money right now, but I do want to come and work with you. And the beautiful thing about that is I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was just shut the you-know-what up, just be me, and just relax. And as I'm, as I'm really trying to practice, make this a daily practice, it really is effortless. And that is the hardest part of operating as a projector is doing less, waiting for the invitation, it's so counterintuitive. It is so not who I am. It's not how I have lived my life on this planet. I have made things happen because I've gone out and made it happen. But I've also made a whole lot of things happen that I should not have. I've spent money on things I should not have spent money on. Another story. So I've worked with a lot of coaches. I've worked with a lot of mentors. I've invested probably more than thousands of dollars on myself and especially in my business and my profession, always leveling up, always wanting to be in the rooms with other women like myself, that we're all heading in the same direction. I invested in a program uh, last year. There were all kinds of you know, things that were promised that could still potentially happen. But the reason I bring the story up is for me to make that happen, that investment was probably the most stressful thing I had ever done just coming up with the funding to get into that program. 
I mean, I've done other things that were a stretch, they were a reach, and they were uncomfortable. But this was the most, like I had to go through a bank. I had to move money around. I had to go and apply for a loan. I mean, I've never gone to those lengths to invest. Now, the reason I'm sharing the story, projectors who are listening, is everything in my body, and I didn't know about any of this. I didn't know about making decisions. What is my heart saying? Not just my heart. My whole body was saying, don't do this. My whole body, my heart, and my chest were so constricted. I was sphinxtering. Like, it was scary. It was uncomfortable. There was something in me that just kept thinking, no, this is the next step. This is what I need to do to take my business to the next level. But my body, everything in my body was saying, no, don't do it. Well, fast forward, there were a lot of blessings that have come out of that whole thing. And I have definitely learned a ton. With the the information I know now about myself, about my authority, about my energy type, about how I'm wired, about how I make decisions, I now have tools in place that I don't ever need to make a decision like that again. And in hindsight, I don't think I would do anything different because the wake that followed has been truly amazing and beautiful. I mean, you and I sitting here right now, Stace, is an unintended consequence of that investment that I made that was so painful. It was incredibly painful. So I want to comment on a couple of things. Your energy is just so, it's so beautiful and it's so infectious and it's so dynamic. And I just feel like this is going to be great medicine for projectors who are still struggling to find their own voice path way to realize what's on the other side of discovering their design and actually choosing to live it. And I just want to point to a couple of things for everyone who's considering this thing called human design and wondering how it can really transform their life. And I think one of the first things is, is you have to be open to it. And you said this when you were back in California visiting mom, you were open. It's like, okay, I tried other things. Nothing has worked. And this is beyond therapy. Like, how can I just go in with a pure heart, with the intention that I have, and make it work without compromising myself, right? And so to me, that was such a wonderful experiment and opportunity for us. And I do think that that brought you and me very close together because it was morning, noon, and night. We would be on the phone. And a lot of what I was just telling you was the same thing, which was just create space, right? This is the beautiful thing about projectors. Projectors are these natural, they're very deep, very penetrating energy, which can be disorienting for people. And this is all unconscious. And so a lot of what projectors need to recognize for themselves is that the best thing they can do to, to create the environment for the right invitations and recognition to happen is to just create space, live your life, do your thing. Don't insert yourself into someone else's life, but create space for them, right? Just like your hair example with the hairstylist, what a perfect example of that. And so the other thing I wanted to bring up is And I just thought of this as you were talking about those moments where you felt yourself getting triggered. And I think it's really important for us to realize that when we're triggered, that's our not self. That's our Mm -hmm. conditioned response. When you said, Sloan, that now that you're really living in this design and how, wow, there's all this. It's everywhere you go. Life is just peaceful. I mean, it's still life. There's still going to be challenges that come up. That's part of life and part of growth. But the way you approach it or the way you experience it is 180 degrees different than what it used to be. And what I think is so powerful about human design is you're living according to the manual for Sloan, the book of Sloan. I'm living by the book of Stacy. That's what human design is. It is a 
we are all our own book of behaviors, talents, gifts, predispositions. It's like a blueprint. It's like our blueprint. It's the blueprint. And when you honor that, life gets gets a lot easier. And mm-hmm. and things just start to flow in a totally effortless way without the forcing. It does a couple more things. You had so many thoughts coming up for me. I think one of the things that's challenging for projectors, and I feel so fortunate because I have a lot of projectors in my life and I freaking love them adore them. I see how special they are. And so I create space for them and they create space for me. And it's just a beautiful connection. And what I see is the struggle for projectors who are working through the conditioning that they've layered on through the years is it's this. And I feel so like you're such a great role model for this you've recognized that you matter without having to force someone else to know that you matter too. I feel like that's what gets in the way of a lot of projectors because all the attention goes to the generators, right? And the manifesting generators, because we've got all this energy and we're doing all this stuff. And that's where all the attention goes naturally. But the kind of attention that's correct for you is about this intimacy. And we kind of talked about this with the blueprint where you said you keep waiting for the shoe, other shoe to drop. Yeah. Because that's, you. we have all been used to operating in a different way and we still yeah. made stuff happen. Yeah. We just made it happen in a really hard way, right? An effortful way a way that might have tread on others, a way that wasn't divine timing, a way that that just did not bring the satisfaction or joy or surprise or feelings of success and peace that you're designed for. I feel like so much of what you said, it's an anthem for projectors. It's medicine. It's what projectors need to hear. They need to feel the energy in your voice, the mm. passion. That you are this light and you figured out how to not cover it up, but just be strategic about when you choose to shine it, right? So you and I are still having these conversations. So we're in this uh, amazing course with a business coach, business and wealth coach, Danielle Iman. So you and I continue to have these conversations after the weekly calls, the monthly calls, the blueprint lives. You and I are always debriefing and also just sharing our individual growth journeys as well along the way. And one of the things that I think was really powerful was when we were talking the other day about what it feels like, what, why people react to a projector in such a magnified way of rejection when, when they haven't made the invitation because it's so counterintuitive to you. You're like, wait a second. I'm this gentle, loving human being. And what I was explaining from where I'm sitting and how I interpret it and how I watch it is your aura. And again, this is all energetics. We can't see it. It's unconscious US. But your energy is deep and penetrating. So when you offer, hey, let me help you get up from falling off the swing or whatever it is it's received like an assault almost because it's not expected and no one made space for it and so it's almost like you have to recognize that when you're making these gentle suggestions because you do know the answer you can see what people should be doing you have it all that any gentle attempt to say hey have you tried this out could be taken as a complete assault. And it's just an energetic thing and it's not personal. Huge, absolutely huge. And, you know, with regards to being a a voice coach, professionally what I do now, I was just remembering, you know, when I first got certified, I mean, I have a, a teaching credential, master's education. I got certified to do this vocal work. 
And I remember here where I live locally, I never felt like the other musicians in town took me seriously. I never felt validated. I never felt like it was for me to get a gig and do corporate events and be on a stage, you know, doing what I teach. I really needed early on, I needed to know I was part of the club. I wanted them to invite me in. Well, fast forward now, I've been doing this long enough that, you know, I, I doesn't even matter to me because I know my clients, years of, of testimonies and all the people that I've worked with, I know that I belong in the club. But the greatest gift is to be invited to come and play with some of these other bigger names or you know, whatever. But that lifetime of wanting to be validated, wanting to be acknowledged. And the other side of that is with this new information, which just before we started talking human design and gene keys and all of that, I did some 12-step work. I still do some 12-step stuff, which I love. That was kind of a precursor for me coming into the human design work because I was already learning about what do I actually have control over, right? Nothing, you know, my own perspective and attitude. I was already learning about how to take responsibility for my own actions, how to own my own stuff, how to not blame other people for when things are going wrong and what was me the victim because my life totally sucks and is this all there is? <laughs> but what I'm super sensitive to now when I'm out there doing my life is how my energy affects other people. I'm being so much more sensitive to when I enter the room at a networking event and there's activity going on and everybody's excited and we've got our speaker and we've got our lunch and all that and uh, not going, you know, and pushing myself. In fact, I'm in a networking club. First time ever I've been in this uh, organization where for networking purposes, you're actually not allowed to give your business card out. Like you have to be, I, and I love this. I just joined this group back in March of this year, but you have to be asked for your business card at this networking thing. I, it was like totally turned everything upside down, but it was in so such alignment with me as a projector and waiting to be invited. It was like, a, it was one of those little divine appointment, a little reminder like, oh yeah, don't be shoving your card in people's face. Wait till they ask you. The other thing about 12 steps, just a little thing there, it's all about attraction, not promotion. So again, as a business owner, as a CEO of my company, as an entrepreneur, marketing and promotion is exactly that. Blah, blah, get it out there. I'm supposed to do the exact opposite of that. No, no, quiet. You do you. Stop doing all the things. Wait for the invitation. It's, it's so, so different. And I will, I will just say there was another thing. I Oh, oh, how human design has played into the family. Was there something you wanted to say before I change that? Yes. I just wanted to remind you to share that story of your business and what has happened in the last couple of weeks when you decided to just be a projector and stop. Yeah, this has been a rough year and I'm doing everything so different. Uh, the big transition came when I made that investment that everything in my body was saying, don't do this. Because the stress and anxiety that followed um, which is now subsiding. But the big shift there is I've been trying to enter the online space with the vocal coaching. And post-pandemic really catapulted me there. I had a, a handful of clients that were working with me that begged for me to figure out a way to make it work online. So trying to enter the online space is what catapulted this other investment that I made that was uncomfortable. This year, trying to incorporate what I'm learning with the human design and the gene keys. There's been a big shift. My messaging has changed. Who I'm speaking to, how I'm speaking to. And what I've been gathering through our work with, with Danielle and Noah and all the team there and all of the, the ladies in that, that group is that I made this shift, but all those people that were following didn't get the memo that I was making a shift. Well, they didn't come along with me. So now there was like this, it felt like everything came to a screeching halt. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? You know, I don't know what happened, but it, it's been a very interesting journey. So 
things are starting to pick up again. And what I'm making a connection in the last few months, there are two things I've noticed. One is by resting when I need to rest. And that's like in the middle of the day after I've had lunch, I'm just like, I don't have anything in me. I think I'm just going to go sit down in the backyard and, and read for a little while, which is so like, no, you, you've got stuff to do. But I'm forcing myself to take that break. I'm forcing myself to go do what does my body need right now? Mm -hmm. And maybe I do get back to what I needed to finish that day or I don't. But what's happening, the more I practice that relaxing and just being and not always being on is the phone is starting to ring again. It's a trickle, but it's starting to ring again. Uh, people are reaching out for services. It's, it's a trickle, but it's better than it was a couple of months ago. I can feel that there's this, there's this momentum that is starting to build. I'm also noticing, and I don't know if this has anything to do with my energy type projector or anything, but I am noticing that the last three months, within 10 days after a full moon is when the phone starts to ring and people start to come in for my calendar. I don't understand all of this stuff, but I'm really, I'm documenting the patterns. I'm documenting what I'm seeing happen. And something opens up financially with revenue coming within that 10-day period. I don't know about all the dots and how to connect all of that yet, but I am paying attention. And it also helps me to not be in fear. This, this whole thing is about me trusting how I'm designed, how I'm wired, trusting the universe, God, higher self, higher power, whatever your, your thing is, you know, faith, but just trusting that it's all going to work out. Because my history of my life is that it has always worked out. Even in the most dire of circumstances, something positive, something unexpected, maybe it doesn't work out the way I was planning or the way I thought. My logical brain said it had to be this way, but maybe that didn't, it didn't happen in that way. It happened but in a totally unexpected way I didn't even see coming. With regards to my family, my, my husband and my kids, as a, as a partner and as a mother, the human design gene keyword is, the, it is it's a game changer. As a parent and as a wife, when I saw all three of my kids and their charts, and all of their keys, I have three kids. I lay them all out right next to each other. And I start, first of all, to see how much alike that they are and where their differences are and to understand where there's been conflict between my two sons. All of a sudden, it just made sense. It was like, oh, oh, no wonder they've had this, this rift between them all these years. My daughter, my youngest and my only daughter, she just... She's my mini me. When she walks in, she lights up the room. And when I'm with her, I love being with her. She's got one foot in, one foot out of the house, you know, college bound, adventurer. She travels all over and it terrifies me because she just wants to go see the world all by herself. She doesn't need anybody to do it with. And I'm just like, but, but, but okay, that's how you're wired. I understand you need to do that. I hate it as a parent, you know, safety issues and the world can be scary, but I have to let her go or we're going to create this thing. I can't speak for her, but I love being with her. I mean, any minute I can catch with her. If she were to come in when I'm in the middle of doing online and admin and stuff and she wants to go grab lunch or she needs a bathing suit, whatever, I'm dropping what I'm doing to go catch that time with that girl. And one of the reasons why, thank you, Stacy, for educating me on this, is our centers where I am open. She completes me. What, what I have, she doesn't. And what she has, I do. Well, it's not totally that. But what happens when the two of your charts are together, yeah. all of the centers are defined. Because she's a projector as well. I forget off the top of my head what kind yeah. of projector. But she only has two channels as well. And it just so happens that where you each have dormant gates, the other yes. has the harmonic. Your entire combined chart all of the centers to feel defined and you get to enjoy that dormant gate waking up and feeling that connection. So yeah, it's quite special. It's remarkable. I mean, from out of the womb, 
it's like we're two incomplete puzzle. But when you put us together, whatever pieces of the puzzle are missing, all of a sudden the puzzle is complete when we're together. I adore her and I, I hope that uh, she will take interest in this work at some point because it's not, I mean, it's just, it's completely fascinating. And to see it working in your life is, it's the confirmation. It's like, no, this is real. So professionally, as a voice and confidence coach, one of the things I have been doing from the beginning of time when I started my practice is really creating safe, supportive environment. From the, the moment they're just jumping on a call just to see if vocal coaching is right for them, right out of the gate that they are getting my energy as loving and supportive and non-judgmental. Uh, once they are in the room with me, whether on Zoom or in person, that's our job. This is what I have learned as a projector. Our job is to create that space for the invitation and then really guide them. I'm really just a guide. I'm really just a mentor. And I, I was already doing that without realizing what I'm doing. But this, this really takes pressure off of me to have to perform. I guarantee my work. I guarantee results with the vocal practice. People come in and they want a certain result. I can guarantee it if they do the work, if they do what I'm suggesting, if they take my guidelines and my suggestions and they do what I'm suggesting, they will have amazing vocal results. That was really nice to see that my job isn't to do anything other than to create that space and wait for the invitation and then guide or mentor, right? Create the space and wait. And I will attract, you know, it's that attraction thing again. Attraction versus promotion. There it is again. Yeah. What this brings up for me is something that I want everyone who's listening to hear is that, because I think Part of the fear of embracing their human design or even looking at their chart is that people are thinking, oh my gosh, what if I have to change my life completely around? And the reality is we've all pretty much been living some semblance of who we are designed to be. Mm -hmm. It's the conditioned part, what our parents said we needed to be, what society said we should be, what teachers or faith leaders told us we should be to be good or accepted or liked or whatever. That's the part that's in the way. And that's the part that human design allows you to go, okay, if I've been this successful, having half of my light under a cloud of conditioning, what would happen if I actually uh, pierced that cloud? If I actually blew it away? If I actually allowed the sun of my true self, the light of my true self, to shine through them. And that's where we wind up with a life that is predominantly flow rather than forcing. And I think that's a really, really important thing to note. And when you just talked about, you've always been doing this, creating space. You just didn't realize it was part of your design. And mm -hmm. now you're realizing, oh yeah, what you just did, what you do for your clients and have been, the reason why they stay with you and they come back and they're transformed by working with you is you now have to be that for yourself, for everyone else that you meet, right? Is just to create space, create space for yourself when you go sit in the backyard instead of doing the other three things that are on your list or 30,000 things, right? And I just love what you've done and what I've seen you do in the last year. That was my mind. And it's so flipping inspiring because your design I think is particularly difficult to navigate as a projector in this world in which we live, where we're all told that we're supposed to do things and manifest. And by the way, we're all manifestors. We just do it in different ways, but that we're supposed to do something actively to make stuff happen. What an awful burdensome message to projectors and I feel for them and especially for someone like your design which 
just blows me away. And the thing that really blew me away is you have no activations on your throat. And yet you're this vocal coach. But if you start to look at charts of famous singers and performers, yeah. actors, a lot of times, same thing. Open or undefined throat, undefined G. It's what allows them to inhabit or embody the other in a wise way. As a projector, with the knowledge that I have now, life is actually getting easier. The more I really live in my design and I live from my energy type, it's still taking some time to get used to, but life is actually getting easier. You know, whether you're a projector or any other energy type, I think when we understand ourselves and our energy and how we operate, life should get easier if we're living from that place. The biggest transition for me has been exactly that, moving from how I used to be, all that conditioning growing up, to really what I'm here on the planet to do. It, it's making things are so much easier. It doesn't have to be so hard. It does not have to be an uphill battle every day. And if it is, it's a sign that somewhere you, one's own decision-making is not aligned. It's not in alignment. Right. And that's what's so beautiful about it. And I think that you just nailed what most people are afraid of. There has to be a, an openness and a willingness to just try, to try it out and to practice it and see what happens. What happens if you do this for 30 days yeah. and get to know your design and start to make decisions according to that. So I've been in this experience for a year and a half, more than a year and a half. Very, very intensive. It was my whole job for the last year and a half. And in terms of just really exploring this to really understand it so that I could be useful and support others, right? And what I'm realizing is, it, and this is the beauty of it, it's a lifelong practice. It is a practice. It does not go away. There's never an end point of, oh, all my decisions are done. No. It's a practice. And what you're alluding to, Sloan, is when you are in your practice of human design, of your blueprint, that's when life gets just infinitely more easeful. It's almost like a game now. It's like I'm playing this game. It's like, well, nothing else has worked. I've been doing it this way forever, and I'm not getting the results that I would like. So why don't I try this human design gene key stuff? Let's see if this makes any difference. And, and it is. It's, it's fascinating to watch. It's that trust fall. It's that taking the risk, doing something different just to see what could happen. And it can really be fun. That's my biggest thing. I'm trying to enjoy the ride while I am doing things very different. So awesome. So this has been just such an enormous blessing. I just, I just adore you so much. And I'm in awe of what you've done in the last year. And just, again, this is part of how your design with your channel of initiation, when you follow your authority, you dive in, right? You do the trial and error. You're the three, five. And I've just been so amazed watching you throughout this whole process and seeing your openness has been so delightful. And just, I just love how close we're getting day by day, week by week, year by year. It's just the greatest friendship. I feel incredibly fortunate. Me too. Hey, so what do you want to share? Any final comments to our listeners and any offers you want to make uh, to our fract? Thank you so much. I think just one thing that I, I wanted to mention is when I have found in relationships, primarily, you know, personal, professional, wherever, where there have been misunderstandings, doing this work really helps to remove and eliminate a lot of misunderstandings. Because we know in our own relationship, in our own family, when there's a misunderstanding and then somebody's feelings have gotten hurt and now we're all operating from shadow self. But, um, this work, when we're really in it and doing it, it removes so much of that because 
now we have a, a better understanding of how each other is operating. And we've gotten to experience this a few times in the last few months where what could have potentially been a misunderstanding, but because we're both so neck deep in this work, it's like, okay, wait a minute, let's talk about this. Tell me again where I've been misunderstood or I've misunderstood you. And it just the healing, the, the amount of healing that is coming from this work, physical healing, emotional, mental, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. And I invite <laughs> anybody who's listening, especially if you're a projector, just from my own experience, you don't even need to take mine or Stacy's word for any of this. Go check it out. Start small and nibble here and a nibble there and just have fun. It's, it's just a new game. Come and play. Come join the game. In terms of offering, I have a little audio file on my website. We'll put that link in the, the show notes. How to access your voice instantly using an affirmation mantra from A to Z. And it's very sweet. You can, you can get it on your computer. You can put it on your phone. It's a breathing exercise. We go through the alphabet from A to Z, literally inhaling I am, starting with the letter A, you fill in the blank, amazing, awesome, whatever, and then and exhaling that out. It's a nice way to engage your nervous system, your respiratory system. It's sweet. It's free. Go check it out. Have some fun. And thanks so much for listening. I love that. I can't wait to listen to that. That sounds delightful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is the podcast that I think every projector really needs to hear. And I'm so honored that you joined this and you were so candid, Sloan. And I really appreciate that. And I love you so much. And I just love where we are on our journey. It's I so know. fun. Okay, my dear. Love you. Love you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of To Be Authentic, where we explore the practical side of human design, the gene keys and the work in an integrated approach we call the quantum way. If you're new to human design and the gene keys, Click the links in our show notes to get your free chart and profile. While you're there, subscribe to our mailing list to receive special offers and invitations and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and your podcast provider of choice to never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. You make this podcast matter.